Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. Today we're going to talk about prayer. Praying the Word. C.H. Uh, Spurgeon said, Prayer pulls the rope down below, and the great bell rings above in the ears of God. Some scarcely stir the bell, for they pray so weakly. Others give only an occasional jerk at the rope. But he who communicates with heaven is the man who grasps the rope boldly and pulls continuously with all his might. And let us be like that one. Let's have a strong prayer life, calling upon the Lord continuously. And uh, we often pray, perhaps more for ourselves than for others, if we're honest. Um, it reminds me of, of a girl who said, Today, I'm going to just pray uh, for other people, not for myself at all. She said, uh, but then she couldn't help herself. At the end of the day, she prayed, and Lord, give my mother a handsome son-in-law. Well, prayer is that which moves the hand that moves the world. There is great power in prayer. We must expect God to hear our prayers. A preacher prayed for rain one time in the, in the morning service, and then when he came back to, for the evening service, his daughter asked him, where's your umbrella, Dad? And he said, what? What are you talking about? She said, well, you prayed for rain, didn't you, in the morning? And true enough, as they left the evening service, it poured down. So when we pray, we must expect and know that God hears our prayers and answers our prayers. Prayer is powerful. James 5.16 says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, and we are righteous through Jesus Christ, the prayer of a righteous man makes much power available. We love what the Amplified says on that verse. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. And prayer is a major way to fulfill the command to love others. Because when we pray for others, we are releasing God's life, God's and the supply of the Spirit to others. Well, that's uh, Philippians 1.19 says, This shall turn to my salvation, or help, or deliverance, through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. You see, when you pray for others, you are supplying the Spirit of God to them. We're all members of the body, and so we, we supply the life of God to each other. And a major way we do that is through prayer. It says that uh, in 1 John 5.16, if you see a brother sin, not that you gossip about him and so forth, it says you shall ask. Pray for him, in other words, and God will give him life. So as you pray for him, God releases life to him, which helps him to turn back to the Lord. So that's what we are to do. How often should we pray? When should we pray? Well, prayer is like breathing. In other words, how often do you breathe? Continually. Ephesians 5.18 says, praying always, always. We live our life, in other words, to be in a spirit of prayer. Constantly, it's like breathing, because when you breathe, you take in new air. You take in the spirit as you pray, and you release the spirit when you pray. And so it's a continual thing. 
And um, praying always, Ephesians 5.18 says, with all prayer, all kinds of prayer in the spirit, with all perseverance, supplication for all the saints. And so it, it's, it expresses our dependence on God. Uh, you know, as breathing is the response of our physical life to the presence of air, so prayer is the response of our spiritual life to the presence of God. And as we know, don't we, that we are dependent on air. And so naturally, we continually, instinctively, we draw upon that air in breathing. So we should know that we are just as dependent on God. And we should be constantly drawing upon his life in prayer to oxygenate our life. Praise God. And if we are prayerless, it's a sign, really, that we are trusting in ourselves. We're, we're, we're not broken in our self-life, that we still think we can do it ourselves. And so we are prayerless, thinking that we can do it all in our own strength. If we knew, only knew how much we needed God, we would be constantly living in a spirit of prayer. Prayer is essential for the success of any Christian endeavor. It's the key to seeing God's will done in our life in our family, in our church. It's, it's not negotiable. <laughs> we must learn to seek the Lord in prayer. You know, we're to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That tells us so much. Now, God wants his will to be done on earth, but it's not automatic. Notice, we have to pray the will of God from heaven to earth. The will of God is established in heaven. Praise God. God knows his plans and purposes for your life, but it's not going to happen automatically. You have to pray the will of God to be done on earth as it is already in heaven. Uh, God needs our agreement uh, because he's given us free will. He's given us authority in the earth. So he needs us to bring our heart and, and um, mouth into agreement with him so that he can bring his will to pass in the earth through us, through our prayers. And so that's the spirit of prayer. Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we know his will, we still got to pray it into the earth. Prayer is not trying to make God do our will, but it's getting ourselves into line with God's will and then releasing it into the earth. And so prayer is important for families, as it says. Families who stay together, sorry, families who pray together stay together. And, and you know, if you're having trouble in your family life, one of the best things you can do is just praise God together. That builds unity more than anything. And also pray together. Now, you might think, well, we're disagreed on the certain issues. Well, you can still pray the prayers of the Bible and get into agreement on what you can agree. Focus on what you can agree on. Get into prayer, into agreement with the Bible prayers. I'm going to share some of those with you today. And also, you can get in together and agree. You might have a different view on an issue, but you can agree to get into neutral and say, let's just pray in the Spirit over this and ask the Holy Spirit to guide our prayers. And God can then bring you into agreement. The Bible is clear that when we pray according to the will of God, he hears us. When the Bible says he, God hears us, 
The word there actually means he responds. He, he releases the answer in the spirit. So it says that he hears us and he sends the answer to our prayers. That's in 1 John 5, verse 14 and 15. It says, this is the confidence we have in him. That we should be confident, we should know this is true, based on the character of God. That if we ask anything according to his will, if it's according to his will, then we know this. It, we know it says that he hears us. In other words, he sends the answer. He answers our prayer. You can be sure when you pray, when you pray according to his will. How can I know God's will? Well, you know God's will based on his character, based on his word. His word is his will. So if something's according to his word, then you know it's his will. And so when you pray according to that, you know that he hears you. And then it says, if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, according to his will, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. We know he's answered our prayer. And we know we can start thanking him for that answer, even before we see it with our eyes. So the key to a successful prayer life is praying God's will. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will is his word. In other words, we need to be praying the word of God. The word of God is our vital uh, ammunition in prayer. Uh, you know, in prayer, we need to, to clean, like loading a gun. You need to clean the gun, you need to load the ammunition, and then you need to fire it. Well, in prayer, we need to make sure we confess our sins before the Lord and be cleaned. And then we need to load our prayers with the word of God, and then we need to fire them. Well, it says that one of the best ways we need to be doing... See, often we're praying the problem, aren't we? We're telling God, oh, this is wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. And our whole prayer is, is about the problem. Well, how much better it is to pray the answer. And the answer is in the word. Rather than tell God about how terrible this other person is, you know, make that your main prayer. Why don't you pray the answer? Why don't you pray the will of God for that person? The blessing of God for that person? Pray the positive. Pray the will of God for that person. And one of the best ways to do that is by praying the prayers of the Bible. These are prayers that are inspired by God. They're given to us to pray. They, pr they are praying the very things he wants to do for us. That's why he put those prayers in the Bible so, because they show us what his will is and what we should be praying. And when we are praying the prayers of the Bible, we know we're praying God's will and we know that he's going to hear us. So that's a guaranteed way to have answered prayer, isn't it? The answers are in the word. Pray the word. And we're going to take a few of these prayers now and I'm going to pray them for you, but you should pray them for yourself, your family, your friends, your church, whatever. These are prayers that God definitely is going to hear an answer. Let's go to the first prayer. One of my favorites here is 3 John 2. It's a prayer for prosperity and health. And uh, here we are, 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in good health just as your soul prospers. I love that. That must be will God's will because he inspired this prayer that we prosper in all things and be in good health 
just as our soul prospers. That tells me God wants me to be in good health. He wants me to prosper. Now this word prosper, actually, they would use that for a prosperous journey. They would say, you know, because in those days when you traveled, it was a major deal, quite dangerous and so forth. And so have a prosperous journey. And, and it basically means to prosper is to have a successful journey through life. And th what does that mean? It's doing God's will. But God wants us to prosper. He wants us to do well. He wants us to succeed in whatever our journey in life is, our mission in life. He wants us to prosper in that. He says prosper in all things. God wants us to prosper in all things. That's the Hebrew word shalom. That's what we are to pray for ourselves and for other people, for them to prosper. And then be in good health. You know, we should pray for this for our family, for our church, for our friends. But notice the key line there is, just as your soul prospers. That means that outward prosperity requires your soul to prosper in the word of God. And, and he, he explains, the prosperity of your soul is fundamental. So we pray for, that they would prosper in all things, that they would be in good health, and also that their soul would prosper in the word of God, because that's necessary, really, for the other two. He, if you look at the next verses, that's confirmed. For he says, I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. That's the word of God that was in them. Just as you walk in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. You see, he's saying they are prospering their soul prospers in the truth of the word of God. And so this is his prayer for them. Uh, if we prosper, that, doesn't Psalm 1 tell us that? That the man who meditates day and night in the word of God, he says he'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, who brings forth his fruit in its season, his leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. You want to prosper in all things? Then your soul needs to be prospering in the word of God. And then you will flourish. Hallelujah. But I want to pray that for you right now. Lord, I pray for whoever is listening right now. I pray for them that they prosper in all things. Lord, that whatever they set their hand to prospers. And Lord, that they be in good health, even as their soul prospers through meditating in the word of God. I thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Now, the next Bible prayer I'm going to go to is in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 to 21. And this is a powerful prayer, a prayer for revelation. You know, we need revelation from God. And, and how do we get that? We pray. You, you want to understand the Bible? It's, if it's dry to you, you must pray for revelation because God knows the truth. He wants to reveal it to you. But you have to pray for that. And this is the prayer. He says, I continually give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. You have, you have to pray that for yourself as well. A spirit of wisdom and revelation. Revelation is to understand the truth. To have the, the veil removed so that you know the truth. That's what we need, a spirit of revelation. You need a spirit of revelation that God loves you. And not just to know it in your head, but it to be revealed to your heart. That God wants to heal you. That God wants to bless you. And, and so much more. You need that re revealed to your heart. And a spirit of wisdom is 
Wisdom is what, what you do with that revelation. How do I put that into action? How do I put that into practice? We need the spirit to understand that as well. We've got to pray for it, for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And he says, in the knowledge of him. I pray also that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, that you might know the hope of his calling. That's the first thing that we need a revelation for, for the hope, or we might say the vision, of our calling. Lord, what do you want me to do? Well, I want, I want a vision, a revelation of what you're calling me to do, a vision of my ministry, a vision of my future. Lord, give me a revelation of what you want me to do this year. You see? You've got to pray for that. And then secondly, what is the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? You need a revelation of all that you have in Christ, your inheritance that is in you, in Christ, in the Holy Spirit. You need to know that, to connect with that. You need to know the resources available to you in Christ. You need a revelation of that. You need to pray for, it, for that. And then it says, not only a revelation of what you are to do, not only a revelation of, of who you are in Christ, but a revelation of the power that's available to you in the Holy Spirit for that to come to pass. To connect with that power, you need the revelation of it. And it says, that's the third thing to pray for. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Praise God. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his right hand far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that's named, not only in this world, but also in the next. We're to pray for a revelation of the mighty power that's already working in us, that already was released in Christ raising him from the dead. That same power is working in you to put you over every principality and power. Praise God. That's what we should pray for. I want to pray that prayer for you right now. Use the words of the Bible in your prayers. I pray, Lord, for, for these ones listening, these precious saints, Lord, I pray that you give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Lord, that the eyes of their heart would be enlightened, that they might know the hope, the vision of their calling, that they know what you are calling them to do. Lord, that you would reveal to them the riches of the glorious inheritance they have in Christ that is in them. Lord, reveal also to them the exceeding greatness of your mighty power working in them through the power of the Holy Spirit, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead and raised him far above all his opposers. Lord, give them a, a revelation of the mighty power of the Holy Spirit that is ready to work on their behalf that they might tap into that power and that wisdom. Give them that revelation, Lord, of their authority in Christ. And, and that's how you can pray for others, and God will hear that prayer. I know God's heard that prayer for you. Let's go to the next prayer in Ephesians chapter 3 now, verse 14 to 21. This is a prayer to be filled with God's love. So if someone's upsetting you, why don't you just pray this prayer for them? That's probably the best way to help them. All right, he says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in, your, in their inner man. Oh God, strengthen them with might through your Spirit in their inner man. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that being rooted and grounded in love, that's in the love of God, 
may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. He says, I want to pray that they know the love of God because the way they're acting perhaps is, it just shows that they just don't realize how much God loves them. And uh, if only they got a revelation of, of God's love for them, then they would receive that love and they would start showing that love in their lives. So what's the best way you can help them? Is to pray for that, re- that they would know the love of Christ. And it says, to know the, the length, the width, how wide is his love? It takes all people in, everyone. God's love is for everyone. And then it talks about the, le- the length of his love. And praise God, his love is that he has loved us from everlasting, in the, from eternity past, to everlasting, forever and ever. That's how long his love is, praise God. And then the depth of his love is how much he was prepared to suffer and die for your sins and go to hell for you. That's the depth of his love, that's how much he loves you. Not just a, a superficial love, but a deep, deep love. And then it talks about the height of his love. That's how high he is exalting you. That's how much he loves you. He's going to give you all things. No good thing will he withhold from you. That's how high. If only you knew, had a revelation of his love. And then it says that you would be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, according to his power that's at work within us, to him be glory in the church. Praise God. I'm going to pray that for you right now. Receive this prayer. It says, Lord, I pray that you strengthen my, your, my brother, my sister, right now with might through your spirit, Lord, in their inner man, that Christ may dwell in their heart through faith. And that, Lord, that they would be able to comprehend what is the width and the length and the depth and the height of the love of Christ, that they would be filled with the fullness of God's love. And Lord, I thank you that you're able to do this abundantly, far beyond all I can ask or or think. Hallelujah. Well, let's go on to another prayer now in Philippians, and hopefully you get the idea of this. Philippians 1, verse 9 to 11. I'm just going to pray it for you now, a prayer for fruitfulness. This is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may approve what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness that come through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. What a great prayer that is. That's, we should pray that. Colossians 1, 9 to 11 is, is similar. And I'm going to pray it for you right now. I continue to pray for you, asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will, with all spiritual wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might lead a life worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father. Amen. Praise God. You know, we should pray for revival as well. Habakkuk 3.2. I like this prayer. Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. 
And as you look at the great things God has done in the past, in the Bible, in, in, in other situations, in, you know, we, we can pray this. Lord, I've heard of what you can do. I've heard of your deeds, O oh Lord. And here's the prayer. Revive your work in our day. That's a Bible prayer. God will hear it. Revive your work in our day, Lord. Bring revival today to my church, to my family, to me. Revive your work. Lord, what you did in the past, do it now. Revive your work in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. What a great prayer. We should pray also for our city where we live and for Jerusalem. Jeremiah 29.7 says, Seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I've carried you in exile. Pray to the Lord for your city, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. See? It's biblical to pray for the city, and because if the, your city's blessed, then that will, that will spill over to you too. Particularly, we're to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122, 6-8. This is our prayer for Jerusalem right now. And I pray this. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And this is what we are to say. May they prosper who love you. May they prosper who love Israel and Jerusalem. Peace be within your walls. Prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brothers and friends, I will now say, peace be within you. Jerusalem, Israel, shalom. May you know the Prince of Peace. May peace come. May the kingdom come to Israel, Lord. Restore Israel to your purposes for her. Hallelujah. Well, our final prayer is a prayer to be a bold witness for Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6, 19 and 20. I pray for utterance to be given you, that you may open your mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am. you are an ambassador, that you may speak boldly as you ought to speak. And Acts 4.29, Lord, grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word and that you would stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders being done in through the name of Jesus. That's my prayer for you, be bold. And I pray that you have the boldness to speak for Jesus Christ and witness to him. Pray these prayers, God will hear them.